There was an idea that two podcasters could join together and cover every single superhero television show and movie that exists. Scott and Chris combined their talents to form Bingestorm and to make this idea a reality. Then Barry Allen popped in and reminded us that short of having time-altering super speed, there's no way in hell we can accomplish that in one lifetime, but we'll do what we can. So anywho, welcome back to Weekly Heroics, a two true freaks guide to heroes on TV. Heat plus alcohol plus weapons, kids, equals unpleasantness. Mm. So hi, welcome to... What the fuck show is it? Weekly Heroics, Two True Freaks Guide <laughs> to Heroes on TV. Kind of a traumatic weekend. Uh, happy Memorial Day and all that good stuff. We are just talking about all the shootings that happened around my place on Memorial Day weekend. Because, uh, yeah, heat plus people plus alcohol equals unpleasantness. But hi, I'm Scott, and we're doing the Legion cast, and right over there is Pat Delmore, as usual, hey. and uh, Chris Tyler, also known as the Hair Metal Hero. That's that me. is my air conditioner in, in the background, sounding like a wheezing old airplane, probably, and you just have to deal with it, or I will melt. So. <laughs> uh, we're here. I'm actually going to turn the son of a lamp off. It's right next to my face. Uh, that'll help. And we're doing Legion Season 2, Episode 7, Chapter 15. And once again, we're getting a little more uh, mindfuckery from uh, from the creators and John Hamm. Uh, we open with John Hamm saying, uh, giving us a short recap and saying ostensibly on Legion. And, and for those of you without your dictionary handy, it means apparently or purportedly, but perhaps not actually, which pretty much is this mm. fucking show in a nutshell. Uh, yeah. so, so more brain fuckery imminent, in other words, and there's some good stuff in this one. Um, as we recall, we did alternate realities, David, uh, last week, kind of got us off the beaten path, and, and now we're kind of back onto the plot here. And we, we properly opened with a handmade sign saying, Part 8, Moral Panic, and then a lecture on Moral Panic course, and a montage of some pilgrims and comics uh, starring our yellow-eyed friend. We also get a montage of images from some contemporary happenings in our world. Uh, The delusion little monster there with accusations, etc., and basically how how concern turns to panic, and even if the danger isn't real, the result of the fear is very real. And we are asked to ask ourselves, what is more terrifying, fear or the frightened? And uh, y'all go ahead and paste any modern-day allegory onto that you want to. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's... <laughs> we're getting some heavy ham-fisted uh, lessons in, in Legion this season, which I approve of, but it may not be everyone's political cup of tea, but I think it's uh, very very clever how they're weaving in contemporary stuff, as all X-Men shit has always done. So Yep. Mm. Um... Some of it's getting even a little too heavy for me, and that's saying something. Because I'm not as crazy <laughs> left as they come. So, uh, what do you guys think? I mean, do you think it's wise for them to like uh, tie stuff in these little life lessons we're getting? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's at the end of the day, people are going to infer what they want to infer, whatever side of the aisle they're on. So, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's it's vague enough to where you can read it how you want. 
it, it's definitely appropriate enough the, for the material. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And they haven't like, you know, they haven't you know directly identified any. You know, you we haven't seen any photos of people. You know, in, like in the current political climate, carrying certain signs for certain people or anything like that. I don't think right. no. so. They're wisely. Yeah, we have a mad dog or something outside now. Oh, this has just been a fun ass neighborhood lately. Uh, <laughs> anything can happen. <laughs> so, where are we here? Uh, yes, uh, Fear of the Frightened. And I think we're led to believe that the frightened is, is probably a little more dangerous than the fear. Uh, next, we're in a white room, as we are often in this show, and, and Farouk is in mechanic garb working on his car uh, that has at least a flux capacitor in it of some kind. And definitely Ghostbusters 2 pink mood slime as we as fuel, um, or any other sci-fi allegory you want to throw in there. Uh, yeah, that, that was at least what first jumped to my disease mind anyway. Anytime you have car and weird power source, it's a flex capacitor, right, guys? I mean, am I wrong there? Yeah. It's got to be so. the original go-to. <laughs> so he reaches into his mouth. And, and gets a coin to put in the slot so the car will go, apparently. It's like one of those storefront car kitty rides, because why not? Uh, David's voice booms uh, in as if on an intercom, and he calls Farouk out. And he's a little pissed about his, his sister and the whole morphing body thing, uh, if we recall. Uh, we cut to a scene of David and Farouk in a lavish uh, room and uh, dinner table, and he's understandably upset about the whole sister murder thing. Uh, for tries to convince him that she didn't care, and David wished horrible things on her and hated her, and you know maybe he even caused it to happen. Blah blah blah. And he tells him that uh, tells David it is time for everyone to pay, and he should remove his mask. You know, and he tells Farouk he's not like him, and, and of course Farouk kind of gives him the the hearty villain laugh. You know, like oh you don't think so? Uh, we're not so different you and I you know that whole trope uh, he tells David do what you want gods make rules they don't follow them David tells him he won't help him and he's going to beat him to the body and he's going to do very bad things to the body before he actually destroys it he, in, he implies right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't really want to go don't really want to know the details <laughs> of your plan there David uh, it sounded pretty sinister Farouk tells David he was wrong. David's not ready to sit with the big boys, and he should go back and sit at the kitty table, which he is immediately sent to with uh, two little French-speaking children. Uh, and he tries the door but can't open it, but he seems Amy through the keyhole and somehow gets through, and uh, he holds her, but she just starts laughing maniacally. Uh, good, good maniacal laugh, too, uh, I got to say, which is basically kind of Farouk laughing. Uh, David stops her with a word, and, and we see that he's in his psychic floaty tank. Next, we're with uh, David and Sid, and she's concerned about Farouk distracting David. Sid start ask, uh, starts asking him about his conversations with future her, and David is worried now about uh, Sid being jealous of future Sid, or now Sid being jealous of future Sid. Make a chart on the wall, kids. It's a lot easier to keep track that way. Uh, my brain schisms. I can't figure that one out. <laughs> I know. Like if you yeah. if you knew that you could have sex in the future with <laughs> your partner when they were younger, 
You'd be like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, man, I, as much as I don't think the as weird time fuckery as the X-Men comics got, I don't know if they were asked that question. <laughs> but they probably did. Um, a lot of X-Men comics out there. But I should be able to figure that shit out, being like a lifelong X-Men fan. But, you know, it's kind of when I started giving up on it is when it's like, okay, so Cable's his own grandfather now, or how'd this work? Um, you know, I just don't know. <laughs> I was actually impressed Deadpool 2 didn't didn't attempt to, to go into that one. There's already yeah, a lot going already, on. Like, too, too confusing even for, for that, you know, psychotic pace of a movie uh, yep so uh, Sid's being jealous uh, doesn't want him doing future Sid she doesn't think they both agree it's weird and then set some ground rules for David's future dating I guess <laughs> and my t- cat's attacking my girlfriend so why not just add to the chaos kitty thank you for that back in the car through Lucy stop <laughs> Back in the car with Farouk, who is putting uh, his racing gear on and drinking uh, the Ghostbusters slide. Lucy! Just slaughter. I'm serious. <laughs> Fucking cat. Doesn't move until I'm doing something. Quit it. You probably make for funny fucking podcasting fodder, but quit it. <laughs> I'm going to post an embarrassing video of you later. Keep it up. Um, <laughs> so the Ghostbusters slime is gurgling and the car is filling up with pink smoke. And suddenly we're back with future, back to the future, Sid. Uh, but it's Farouk that is visiting her and she's appropriately surprised and tells him that David won't help her. And he's amused uh, that she thinks that he needs David's help. It's like, I got here, didn't I? Uh, you think your boyfriend's the only one who can fuck around in time and space? Uh, this meeting and another one later uses this uh, neat little jumpy visual effect, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Now, did they use this in the earlier episode with him and Future Sid? I didn't I recall they, it. I don't remember. I didn't think they did because it stuck out to me quite, you know, almost like maybe stuff's breaking down, too. Maybe it was hmm. like intentional to be like, oh, things are getting less stable, uh, which, as we know, happens when you muck about in time. So. It's the memory. It's the the, uh, the memory jump thing from back with the uh, psychiatrist sessions in the first Ooh, season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. But uh, I think it's obvious that uh, you know we're doing a Back to the Future thing again, flux capacitor. So uh, that was appropriate. But do, 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 do. Um, so uh, Farouk is very amused. Uh, we finally get kind of confirmed that David is. Uh, is the one who's potentially going to end the world in her future. And she worries about fruit being able to hurt her future, her too. She's it's kind of like, well, you can't hurt me here. Can you, or you know that, right? Like she's not really sure. Uh, and he's kind of like, maybe I can, maybe I can. Yeah, but he tells her that they are allies and, uh, Farouk is amused that the villain is going to end up being the good guy and the hero will be the villain. Um, so he then quotes us some Frankie Goes to Hollywood, which I had an yeah. opportunity to put that in a podcast yet, so I think this will be our <laughs> breaking ground. 
Uh, <laughs> two tribes go to war, of course. And he suggests that he and Sid work together to save the world from David. So, Back in Division 3, Lenny uh, slash Amy is remembering her transformation and snapping her fingers, and Sid goes to visit her. Uh, present Sid, presumably, ostensibly. Uh, Sid tells her she knows what she's doing, that she's a distraction, but it's not going to work. And Lenny says that Farouk raped her, psychically, we assume, and uh, unless he's in a necrophilia thing. And we guess uh, that she goes back to snapping. Just not really, you know, it's a little, we needed a visitation from Weird Lenny this episode. Potomini yeah. is in a dark room and sees a can on the end of a string, which he speaks into, because how could you resist that, right? And uh, blood starts pouring from his ear, and he wakes up in bed to find one of the vermillions crawling up his covers in a very suggestive way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two more detain him, and Admiral Fukuyama enters, exposing the delusion monster behind the basket, and he starts screaming. Uh, Potomini, not the uh, delusion monster. Tomini whispers into an egg, then places it by a sleeping Sid and whispers something in her ear. And he puts one next to Carrie with a K and Clark. And Clark is wandering in the dark and comes upon three Vermilion robots. It looks like they're singing YMCA, so doing these weird <laughs> arm movements uh, <laughs> or voguing things with their arms. Uh, just each have to have, you know, it's each have to have an identity. They're the same android, but they want to, you know, feel different. So he wakes up from the dream to find a cracked eggshell. Um, Clark, that is, I think. Uh, talking to Potomini at the Waffle Boat Bar about the Admiral. And we see uh, at the Admiral monitoring the complex. But back in David's psychic chamber, which he up to now, he flashes about Amy and goes to meet with future Sid. And he asks her if she knew. Lucy! Oh, my God, guys. Hold on a minute. All right. Yeah. Go somewhere. <laughs> Unplug my phone. Shit. Fucking train wreck. <laughs> oh, I can't find the hole. <laughs> oh, there's a joke there. There's a joke there. <laughs> uh. Right. So where was I? My chat turned evil. <laughs> Bitch literally just clawed me in the ass. And that's what, that's what I'm talking about here. <laughs> oh, my ninja kitty. So, talking to Potomac at Waffle Boat Bar, we were Admiral Monitoring Complex, back in David's psychic chamber. That's where it was. He flashes about Amy, goes to meet with future Sid. He asked her if she knew about the whole Amy thing, and she says she's sorry, but David has to stay focused that they lose without fruit. The same old story, you know, needs of the many, man. Sorry about your sis. Uh, Sid tells him he should go if he doesn't want to help, and she understands that she's asking too much of him. Kisses him goodbye and tells him to live and make good choices, and maybe things will turn out okay. Uh, we get an interesting scene of Sid talking about uh, dreams, which ends with her putting on the basket herself. This was like, this kind of scrambled my mind a little more. Yeah. Um, she puts on the basket herself. And are we to assume maybe that she switched with uh, the Admiral or something and became him for a minute because she's woken by the team later and asked, what is happening to me? 
So it's almost like she touched him, or I, not my brain totally. Yeah, shut I'm down so at this I, point. I, I, yeah, I was totally yeah, lost. Hoping you guys could help me with that one. <laughs> no, I've watched this Sorry. episode three times now, and I didn't even pick up on that. So. Yeah, no. Um, so now I'll strap in, folks, because it starts to get wiggy. I put here in my notes apparently for a reason. Uh, apparently Noah, uh, Noah, the guy who does the show. Um, Decided that we needed a full-blown monster movie in this series, and he was running out of time, so here we go. Uh, Clark is explaining that he heard rumors of people going to see the Admiral and uh, not returning, and he apparently eats them. Just kind of -of matter-of-factly said he eats them in this. So, cannibal Admiral. They, They take an elevator down to confront him, and David finds a hallway with a floor of uh, full of broken eggshells. Tomini and Carrie with a K encounter a bunch of uh, vermilion, and the two light them up in a nice little action scene. And, and yeah. I, I felt like a very River Tam vibe from Carrie in this scene. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. No, especially the axe. I mean, the axe was like the freaking Reaver axe. So thank you from us brown coats there, Noah. Uh, <laughs> sure, that might have been even a slightly intentional. Um, oh, or does he even dropped. realize? What? She was dropping one-liners just like River the whole time she was going down there, too, with True. Yeah. woman up and all of that. Yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was a nice little treat. Uh, the Admiral is watching all of this on his little you know, mental screen, of course, until Carrie kills the last android. So Sid and Clark uh, come upon the uh, Admiral and demand that he takes the basket off, and it starts out as an old Asian man. Uh, but they see it as the uh, delusion chick monster. And Clark is about to shoot it, and the Admiral is now the Admiral again. His brain. And uh, David shows up uh, to stop them by turning Clark's gun into a mop, and he freezes them, which I thought was neat. <laughs> Vermilion answers with Potomini in tow, and, and they call the group traitors. David says, no, it isn't that, and, and sees the chick monster squirming around in Sid and Clark's head. Which is a nice little creepy effect. And he plugs them out, you know, psychically kind of plucks them out of their brains. And Vermilion asks him what they are, and he answers, insanity. And suddenly Potomini starts puking black liquid and splits right down the middle, basically, to reveal a giant-sized delusion chick monster that runs off. Mm. Um, now, I actually got kind of a... Uh, you know, there's lots of different examples of this and the whole sci-fi alien and stuff, but I actually got a spawn. Um, oh, like the violator? violator clown thing. Yeah. A little bit on that one. But. I could definitely see that, yeah. Um, well done. A little bit, little bit of Brundle fly yeah, in yeah, that, too. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so just, yeah, insert your own horror, body horror transformation machine or, uh, you know, scene here. It was a beautiful thing, um, and did not really see the giant-sized delusion chick monster coming uh, in this episode. It just took me by surprise. So David squishes the small monsters and follows. Carrie encounters the creature, and it's big, and David appears beside her. It runs up the wall and ceiling to try to get past them. Vermilion takes the dying Potomini to the mainframe to save his mind, which looks suspiciously like the forests around Summerland. And they hooked uh, vines up to his neck. And you guys remember me saying last episode, before you'd either seen it, you know, that this might tie into, I think somehow Potomini's the weird tree guy in season one. Yeah. I don't know. Certainly possible. Or 
someone else that had to get uploaded into the mainframe, but it looked a little too much like the Summerlin Forest to be coincidence, didn't it? <laughs> well, it's certainly not around the building that they're in, because we know that's just city right. around yeah. them. But, but was all of Summerlin like the, in the mainframe or something? Whoa, man. Ooh. I don't know. But wasn't the oh, Summerlin blew my mind. the clockwork forest that that guy was in? Was it the Clockworks? Was it? Yeah, it was episode. yeah, it was the Clockworks. Okay. I could have sworn he was in the summer, Summerlin, too. No, the, maybe he was, but in the, the first time we saw Man in the Tree, it was at um, Clockworks. Right. No, you're right, but I, I think he actually did show up uh, in the Summerlin trees, too, somewhere along the line. Uh, or my brain just put it there. I don't know. Really have no control over what my senses are telling me when I watch the show. So yeah. I'll just comes in and tries to get processed. Then and my brain just goes, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Too old for this show. What are you doing to me? You <laughs> 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 watch a fucking sitcom or something. What the fuck are you doing to me? Uh, <laughs> so David confronts the, uh, the insanity, the, the insanity delusion chick monster, chickzilla, whatever you want to call it. It drags it into a psychic red room. It basically tells the monster that he, it's like, you know what? I, this really isn't a good time. He essentially tells it. Uh, we got all this other shit going on. I, I'd love to, I love battling giant mutant chick monsters as much as the next guy, but really don't have time for it right now. So if you could just leave, that would be great. And hopefully some of you heard that. In uh, yeah, Berg's voice, exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. If you could just not terrorize us right now, that would be great. Um, Ooh, you just go ahead, Peter. Not be a mutant mm. chick monster. Uh, <laughs> so David goes ahead and just grows to giant size himself, and then captures it in a jar, and then. And so like, I told, I warned you. I told you you could leave, and just psychically explodes it. So, no more Chick Monster? I don't know. Uh, Future Sid is watching through a portal, and then we get a recap from John Hamm, basically about all the little lessons he's taught us up to now. So, feels like we're approaching the climax or end of the season. Um, so, yeah, we get a little recap of all that. Potomini is hooked up uh, to his tree life support, which flashes the computer language of ones and zeros, and he awakens near the cooling fan of the mainframe, presumably. I mean, that's the first thing jumped into my head. He's like, oh, he's in the computer. Uh, yeah, he's a consciousness yeah. now. <laughs> and presumably he sees uh, that an old black woman is there, and he, he just she just tells him to shh, and, and we, we're running behind here, kids, but we get more of that in the next episode, and we'll be talking about that soon. So. Yeah. Oh, boy. This was... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it was a little choppy and stuff. I mean, it, it yeah, from, it's not not the smoothest uh, episode. Uh, yeah, I, I had no idea what the hell to make of this one because they've played with that the, the delusion monster since early on in the season, and they also played with the one flash of Fukuyama under the mask being right. the delusion yeah. monster. And then you think it's an, I didn't like where's this gonna go, so I I don't know I'm uh, most of the rest of the show I've been able to keep up with 
I was like just straight out of loss once I got to this one. I had to watch it twice, and I was like, eh, and I don't know what's happening. I mean, to to go back to like Pat's and I'm sure many people's theory at this point that this all still is in David Haddon, that he's he's fighting his own issues to marshal his strength to, to probably he probably you know if it is all still in David's head, then he probably hasn't even expelled the Shadow King yet, technically. You know, it's probably all going on there. Or maybe he has, and he's just under constant assault. But going with that theory, I mean, the, the delusion monster could just be another mechanism of David exercising problems from himself. Because, I mean, he literally states that this is insanity. I have to kill insanity, and then I'll be strong enough to take on Farouk. And mm. so it, it's, it's almost like... I'm... I'm just, tempted so much to the apparently legion x-men legacy or something or legion legacy is a lot of what this show is based on and i've been trying to you know keep myself from downloading that run so i almost don't spoil myself on anything a little bit i've read it but yeah so i mean you're not getting you have any insights that we don't pat that we could bribe you to give us It's telling you what's going on. They're not being they're not being vague with you at all. It's these are all characters that live in uh, David's head in in in, Legion, in that book and legacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not they're not saying like, "Ooh, it might be this, it might be that." It's like, no, it's it's all in David's head. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that's easier. You almost have to do that in print. You can play around with us, you know, in this in this venue, you know, the venue film and TV. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, he's really talking to himself in this one, like actually, you know, laying in bed and having the arguments with himself. And um, yeah, I loved uh, he pulled a molder in that scene where uh, what's it? Um, Amber Mid Thunder was going to attack the creature when it got big and ran out. Yeah, and he looks at her and he looks at it and goes, "It's a bad idea." Yeah. I wanted to see that fight, man. I wanted to see her and the the giant chick monster go at it. That would have been spectacular, but probably didn't have that in the budget. They, they had to kill a lot of Vermillions this episode. <laughs> but continue, Pat. I'm sorry. I was uh, trying to come up with who the most likely suspects for those uh, two ki- two kids at the kids table. Yeah, were. yeah. Um, Peter and Wanda, Franklin Ooh. and Valeria, and I was like, on this show. Speaking French, North Star and Aurora. Oh, sure, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, why yeah. not? Yep, could be. They looked like they were living about a hundred years too early, though. Yeah. But they were eating cheeseburgers, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this 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 show isn't just is in any year anyway. So, uh, oh yeah, why not? Fancast the kids. Uh, email us at weeklyheroics at yahoo.com. Um, I, I don't even know if I can get into anymore, so we'll have a new pod, uh, podcasting email soon. We'll figure something out. Yeah. It, until oh. then, you can directly beam messages into our brain psychically if you have That would be blue. nice. Uh, somebody already yes. is when I dream, so I don't know who the fuck you are, but Whoa. quit it. Give me Stop more it. you know, sexy and funny stuff and less me being murdered a lot would be nice. Thanks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've died some horrible ways in my dreams. (laughs) 
Those are the ones I, the only ones I remember too are my nightmares. It's, it's evil. That's a shame. <laughs> yeah, if anybody else could write in and let us know what the hell's going on with this show too, that would be fantastic. Post it on our Facebook page, anything. You can do like a spoilers, yeah. you know, theory thread and stuff. Um, we'd love it. Um, we can go read a million of them out there on the internet, but we'd love to hear your ideas because we all, this is our group therapy and we get through this together. So uh, talk yeah, it out in a safe space. If we throw enough shit at the wall, one of us has to be right, yeah. right? Yeah. Not necessarily. <laughs> uh, I do like, I didn't even think of the kids that they could be actual Marvel characters, but that, that's great. Well, why not? Everything's pretty much why not in this show. That's why I love it. Uh, uh, yeah. Just uh, so we either, yeah, either the fucking delusion monster is just part of this whole show that's going on in David's head, or it was an actual thing, and it was almost just like it's almost again like subverting one of the the usual tropes of it's like, okay, is this the big bad? Nope, he's gonna die. You know, with ten more episodes to go. And, yeah, so I'm guessing the only thing that of significance that comes out of this is the fact that Tonomy is dead yeah. physically. Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. so. Yeah. Uh, again, I just I can't. Hmm. There's got to be a reason for them plugging him into a goddamn tree for the mainframe. Well, to me, whoever that woman was in the mainframe, I'm yep. guessing. But we haven't gotten there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. There are plans and, and shenanigans afoot, kids. So that's pretty much the, the, the show in a nutshell. Or, or none of this is actually real. It's just ostensible. I don't know. <laughs> what's, you know what's the next word John Hamm's going to treat us to at the beginning is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Unfactual. Advertising? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, that's what I've been meaning to ask you guys. Uh, I don't know if you're even seeing the same ads I'm seeing, but there's like, I think it's a BMW commercial. That, isn't that his voice, too? I wouldn't it's, be surprised. Yeah, that, I... It's just kind of weird, and every time you hear it, it's like, oh, are we back in the show, or it's just John Hamm selling me cars, or is it part of this show? I don't know. I'm confused. Please help me. Um so that's just brilliant, yeah. Having I mean, the fucking ad man, madman <laughs> narrating this, I, I really kind of want to know the story of how this all happened. <laughs> so meta, yeah. So that's all I got. The thing going on, kids. Uh, I know Pat's got something going on soon in Seattle that you could tell people about. We've talked yeah, about briefly before. You, uh, if you're a listener on. Uh on the left coast uh, through the entire month of August at uh, Blanche Lavazzo Park on uh, Saturdays and Sundays at 7 o'clock. We'll be doing a live recreation of the film Star Wars. It is free. We, we do accept donations. we we'll see it out. before the Disney nice. Empire shuts them down. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And somebody yeah, film it, because I want to see it. <laughs> I, I'm sure it'll get filmed. They haven't taken any pictures that I'm in. I'm, like, yeah. out ah. every picture they've taken. What was the name of it again, Pat? I cut you off there. A New Hope in the Park. A New Hope in the Park. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, I, I definitely want to see it. It's awesome. Like, a live band playing along with the language. Yeah. 
That's pretty sweet. And as long as we're on the, the, the subject of Star Wars and A New Hope, I'm going to see it to a live symphony orchestra in July. So, yeah. <laughs> That's coming here, too. Yeah. Center Royal Hall. Nice. Yeah, got a pretty good pretty good orchestra around here. I'm fucking excited. Now, have you heard anything? I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to do, like, an intermission. That's my... That's a long gig, man. Do a whole Star Wars movie. I'm sure there'll be an intermission. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. What Especially because a lot of people are going to be bringing like their little kids for their first symphony experience. Yeah, probably. Maybe they better be. I don't know. This is going to be. I'll be actually amazed if me and Honeywell don't get. I were, you know, sorry, joking. We're bringing my girlfriend along for respectability and someone who actually dressed <laughs> nice enough to not get thrown out. Maybe. <laughs> if you're up in the cheap seats at a symphony, they don't care. I, hope not. I don't care. Anybody tries to, you know, that's why I was hesitant to go to anything like that. They do a lot of them around here, different movies, and you know, good old Honeywell. You know, I'm like, I don't, man, I don't, don't even have the clothes for shit like that. And he's like, <laughs> the last concert, <laughs> last concert I, <laughs> last concert I saw was John Carpenter, yeah. and it was a whole bunch of sweaties like me, just all wearing black t-shirts <laughs> and blue jeans. So it was like a hey, little bougie and. Uh, yeah, I'm not bougie. Yeah, huh? It's not it's a, I'm not its preferred look of customer. I'm sure, or tax bracket for that matter. So, <laughs> my girlfriend is though, luckily. So yeah, she's, she'll keep us in there. <laughs> <laughs> Where they offer you as drink. long as they don't pull a Bruce Campbell from Spider-Man Two and yeah, be like right. you know no seating once the doors well, have been closed. Once the show starts, we'll be there. That's they approach the you with. Start. With mm-hmm. drinks and appetizers, you reach for them, and then they go, "Are you a member?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then pull them away. <laughs> Is there, well, yes, I am. Well, that, that'll be Are the distraction. You? They're going to throw Tina to the wolves and let them, you know, throw their pitches at her and get her a subscription for five years or something for ten shows she doesn't even want to see. Um, me, and Chris, will run and get the seats, and chain ourselves to them. <laughs> Nice. Well, the Mozart's in town. Yeah. Even with Philip Glass. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. They're a great orchestra. I've been to several shows by them. And they did, uh, they even did, um, they did like a Williams medley one fourth of July when they had fireworks down here. So. so I'm just bragging now so we can end the show. But I'm a little excited. I can, but see, I, but I can just go. Yeah, I Johnny Williams was the conductor of the Pops for years. So, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, but what else we got going on uh, superhero wise? We got. Uh, well, we're, we'll hopefully be doing a little Deadpool thing very soon. Deadpool two, that is. Um, we yeah. took the first one, I think, over on Mind the Struggle, but I think I switched it over the Weekly Heroics page anyway. So. We've got to do that. What's that? Luke Cage, week after next. That starts already, the week after next? The 22nd. No I thought it was the 8th. I thought it was the 8th of June. No, I think it's the 22nd. It's the same same day as Jurassic World. I don't oh, even give a fuck so about Jurassic World. Ah. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that wasn't on my radar. I've been watching the trailer. I thought. I let me let me confirm with the internets because I don't want to give people the wrong uh, information here because I'm it's going to be a long weekend if both of those things. God, they gotta weekend. stop, man! I haven't finished our Defender cast or fucking we haven't done the Punisher. <laughs> That's our new title. There's just no That's way we can so actually cool. do this. 
That's too funny. Alright, Luke Cage Season 2. We'll be starting. Where the hell is it? Got it. June 22nd. I mean, got That's my girlfriend that. caught up on the Marvel flick shows yet. I'm still watching Daredevil by herself. Yeah, they got like a hundred episodes to watch in two weeks. Hey, you can do it. <laughs> two hundred hours in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, how many hours are in two weeks? <laughs> oh, you know, works like sixty of them. Unlike the bum that I am, but. <laughs> All right. Well, so we got fourteen times. That's fourteen days times twenty-four. That's 336 hours minus, what, 60 a week, you said? So let's see, 120. <laughs> that still leaves 216 hours. All right, all right. I'll pass that along to her. I might have phones. She can't hear you, but we'll, we'll work okay. the math out and we'll get her started. Yeah, you only need to sleep like three hours. Yeah, right? exactly. Now I have the power of myth. Yeah. I told her uh, the Bill Moyers interviews with Joseph Campbell coming on Netflix Ooh. next month. Are what? they? Yeah, is. yeah, I'm like, uh, we have to watch this together. So if you want to know my brain, you want to know Joseph Campbell's brain. Nice. <laughs> then you got to watch the rest of the toys that made us. Uh, I mean, the special episodes that one was awesome. Yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you got eight episodes you can just waste the day with. I don't know what happens all the nice. time. I literally have nothing to do in my life, and I can't get anything done. <laughs> you'll get you'll get sucked in. You'll get even more sucked in with the toys that you didn't even like. The stuff that you weren't even. Well, that's it. I'm afraid collecting or growing up with. I'm afraid to like die of envy or regret if I watch that show. You realize how many of those that I will have had and don't anymore, and could probably buy myself a fucking house if I did. <laughs> yeah, that's life. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see a show being like, hey, look at this thing you used to have that's worth a fortune now. They don't really talk about the values uh, and stuff. The monetary value, but, it's more just the history. Yeah, but it's, it's in my fucking DNA now, thanks to that garage sale glowed asshole. And uh, <laughs> I can't think of anything I see in terms of other than what could I sell that for now? I mean, fucking mad fucking capitalist again, and it's all his fault. <laughs> I prefer to think of it as a survivalist instead of a capitalist. There you go. So that's enough politics uh, for this wiggy show, kids. I don't know. Um, yeah. There's more weirdness in store. Um, so what were This was chapter 15. Um, what episode was this? Seven. Seven of season so we two. We got about five more to go. Um, so I think it went 12, and they ordered one more. Because I'm still so, reading this might be the end of the line for Legion. So if that extra episode okay. is to wrap it up, you better fucking do something right, Noah, or we're coming for you. You have to tie up some ends here. Don't be a lost, man. Don't be a lost. It's not going to. Unless you want to be first season lost, because that was okay. Well, yeah, we're talking about the whole enchilada here, though, and, and my brain will not accept no answers. That's all I'm saying. I deal with Lost with you tell this story in one season or I'm done with you and they didn't and I was done. <laughs> that was the smart play. That was definitely the smart play. <laughs> See, if I started watching it when it started, I would never would have gotten past like two seasons, but I, I, I binged it on Netflix with no ads and no waiting, so that was easy to get yeah, hooked. That... And then the last season, 
like I binged it right up till um, it actually aired the last season. You know, I caught up and and watched it live and, and aged five years every seven fucking days. <laughs> and then still didn't get any payoff. But yep, that's that's another. That's life. Dude, the sad thing is, is that you know he's making the last part of the Star Wars trilogy. Who is you know? She talked about Abrams. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, after the divisiveness of Last Jedi and the soft opening to Solo, I'm pretty sure uh, Disney and Kathleen Kennedy will have a very tight rein on what's actually going to be in this oh, movie. Oh, I'm sure. Um, although it's not like Last Jedi didn't make any money, so. Oh, no, it made a yeah. ton of money, but. Ah, you know what? Yeah. what? What did Solo do? Like, friggin' $160 million this weekend or something? It was the best. No, uh, like $83 million. Well, that was, but it was the, the best Memorial Day opening for four years. Was it? Yep. Well, oh. then what is everyone well, freaking just... griping about? Oh, worst, you said, Pat? No, best for four years. In four years, the best of Memorial Day opening. Really? Well, yeah. Memorial Day's never been a big. Well, that's it, too, and it's still going on. There are a shit ton of people who probably just wanted to see it today, too. So It was packed when I saw it today. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was packed when I saw it yesterday. You know, this has mostly like, been Forbes, packed. though. Forbes is so freaking negative about they They trash every Marvel sh- movie. And they've been after Disney in general, I guess. You know, it's like, oh, is this the one that, you know, breaks the, breaks the streak? And he's like, no, motherfucker, it's Disney. There's no breaking the streak. They'll, they'll make less than a billion on this one. They'll go on to the next one and make a billion. So what do they care? You know, so it's not like it's going to yeah. lose money. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, the Force Awakens was a once in a lifetime thing. Like that, there was there was no way that the other movies were going to even come close to that, just because of what that meant. So anyway, well, fucking Infinity War put it in its place, though, didn't it? Well, in terms of Star Wars. Oh, right, right. Yeah, well, that was inevitable. You could have filmed a pile of shit for two hours, and people would have broke the bank on that one going to see it the first day. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars is definitely going to hit $2 billion. Yeah, it's just nutso. And, uh, yeah, that is pure And that profit. even means a lot of people going back and seeing it, even with the definitively grim ending it has. You know, uh, that's the kind of thing you don't expect people to maybe go back for. And, uh, Let's do some quick math here. Let's see. One nine oh nine four four one six three eight. That's the box office worldwide. And let's divide that by roughly fifteen dollars. Right. So let's see. That's roughly one, two, three, four, five, six counting decimal places here. One, two, three. Is this for infinity war or so? <laughs> This is Infinity War. This is like so basically uh, everyone in the world has seen it twice already. One point two seven. Is that billion? Billion like, people have seen people. it. One point two seven billion tickets sold. That's just madness. And that's, I mean, in in other countries, in China and yeah. Japan, like I don't think their tickets come even close to what fifteen dollars American would be. So you got to imagine it's yeah. it's like it's like. A billion and a half tickets sold yeah, for this just, thing. It's crazy. Yeah. So one seventh of the population. That's pretty bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Doing something right. The Earth. Not half though, Thanos, you asshole. 
Uh, I don't know, I probably said this on another podcast already, but I had two legit Thanos nightmares since watching that. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even kidding. Like, it was Thanos killing me and all my friends, both of them, and it was horrifying. So, thank you, Disney. Fucking network of the kid, you know? <laughs> the dream factory. <laughs> the nightmare factory. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the, the, but the kid who played... Brand and the Goonies will never give me nightmares. <laughs> I, that actually was a very... Infinity War is a great bonding opportunity for me and my new girlfriend because um, like she made mention, so I can't believe that, you know, Brand from the Goonies is, you know, is in uh, is Thanos, and, and I'm like... And Cable. Yeah, and Cable, yeah. And I'm like, you know <laughs> the that Goonies? that really... <laughs> yeah, and, well, oh, that's what it was, actually. Yeah, it was uh, the, the Deadpool yeah. reference. And then we got talking about, you know, Josh Brolin, and I'm like, you know Goonies? And she's like, Goonies is my favorite movie in the world. I've seen it like a hundred times. I'm like, this is why I love you. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, she Goonies more than, that's why if you probably haven't listened to the latest Garage Show, Gloat, but there was a funny thing, me and Honeywell uh, were mutually diving into a book bin, and he was finding movie storybooks all day. And uh, I, I found a Goonies one and um, begged him to let me, you know, basically had to fight him for it to give to her as a present. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, come on, man. Goonies is her Star Wars, dude. You got to let me have this for her. So, yeah, I gave up on two Indiana Jones books for it. So. No, it's a good thing. It's a good thing I didn't beat you into that because <laughs> I've been like, uh, no, One-Eyed Willie's coming home with me. <laughs> Because that is also one of my favorite movies. My girlfriend's at least an inch taller than you, Hero. It would have been an interesting fight. Everybody's at least yeah. an inch taller than me, except the fucking Oompa Loompa, so whatever. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we're tangenting. I got nothing else. No need a cigarette. Me neither. But thank you for joining us as all. Uh, thank you for joining me as always. But I cannot fucking speak today. Um, I, That's all right. I, it was ni- it was nice for both of you to join me for this episode of Weekly uh-huh. Heroes. Oh, no problem, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I'll do it again next week. Whenever next week gets here, kids. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Warning sounds like this is the sound.